Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Oh, that was a little terrible. Um, thank you very much for joining me. This episode is airing on Halloween. You are very likely not listening to this on Halloween, but I don't care. Uh, thank you to Tom Mislowski for that brand new creepy Halloweeny theme song for this episode. I very much appreciate him throwing that together in the, just a couple of days, really. Um, and so, yeah, go go check out Tom's stuff, all of his music, and I think he's got a radio show. And uh, you know, you you, you got to see him perform live. You got to be local to the Chicago area, but you know, see what you can do. I don't know what I'm going to do to make this more of a Halloween episode, but I guess I'll just figure it out as I go. And some of these words are kind of similar to what we talked about at the end of the last episode, which is, um, it's uh, not always the happiest of subjects, but we do have to talk about it. I don't know if we can connect that to Halloween in any way. Probably not. But we just have to talk about the words. Oh, and just real quick, let's just do all the pluggy things like we do sometimes. Twitter, Instagram, is at DictionaryPod. There is a Patreon, at Spijampar, which is the same username for my personal Twitter and Instagram if you want to go look at that stuff. Um, there's merchandising. The link is in the show notes. There's a Google Voice number that you can call and leave a voicemail. 9175... No, 917-727-5757. There's a Patreon. If you want to give me just $1 a month, you can get early episodes. And uh, that would make me very happy. And that would make you very happy to get early episodes before anybody else in the world. Uh, Email dictionarypod at gmail.com. Okay, let's talk about the words. Let's talk about the words. I'm not going to do that through the whole thing. The first word in this episode is depressing. And yes, it just, it is, it is depressing. It makes us all very sad. It is spelled D-E-P-R-E-S-S-I-N-G, adjective from 1629. The definition is just, that depresses. Well, that's depressing. Especially... Causing emotional depression, as in, a depressing story. I think I have been known to not only tell bad stories, but uh, tell stories that are not not the most uh, uplifting, and I just don't even realize it until it's over. Like, oh, that was that was depressing. Depressingly is an adverb. So yesterday I did a ooh sound effect, but I feel like I should do something different. I don't know if I want to do a full-on scream. I don't, I, you know, I live in a building and share walls with people, so they might, that might freak them out. Um, but maybe, maybe we can do some fun sound effect. Uh, maybe we should just change it up for each one. We'll see what happens. The first sound effect is going to be, ah! I'm trying to keep it a little quiet. Depression is the next word. Uh, This is a noun from the 14th century, 1A. Now, you know, we automatically think of the the emotional depression, the mental depression, the chemical depression in our bodies and brains, but that's, as we learned in the previous episode, that's not always what it is. There's other things 
that can have d a depression. Like 1a, the angular distance of a celestial object below the horizon. So, wh what are we talking about? Um, uh, something in the sky, a planet, a star, our star, the sun. Um, they're in the sky, and if you look at them, if they're below the horizon, so way out in the distance, as far as you can see, is the horizon, and then if they are below that, the angular distance of a celestial object below the horizon. So, if it's 45 degrees below the horizon, 90 degrees would be straight below you, uh, but 45 degrees would be halfway between that and the horizon, and so I guess that would be like a 45 degree depression angle. Is that it? Or is it the, dis di the distance? I know it's the angular distance. I don't know. I don't know. But I hope I gave you at least some visual context if you learn better that way. Depression. 1B. The size of an angle of depression. So that would be, I think, the actual angle, like the 45-degree angle. The other one is the distance, but it's all different distance. I don't know. How do you measure the distance? Um, it, the sun is a lot closer than those stars that are way out there, which, and the planets are, you know. So, I, I, I yeah, distances and angles below the horizon. Number two, an act of depressing or a state of being depressed, as to a, a pressing down, and the synonym is lowering. So this is the literal act of pressing a thing down. To be one, a state of feeling sad. So this is still under an act of depressing or a state of being depressed. A was a physical pressing down of a thing, like a key, like in maybe an elevator, although I don't know who can press down an elevator. Um, but then to be, to be one specifically, is a state of feeling sad. This is your emotion. How do you feel? Your synonym, your synonym, the synonym is dejection. And wow, we have a lot of sub, subs for two. Uh, so to be two, this is the biggie. This one is literally the biggest one in this section. It's almost four full lines. A psychoneurotic or psychotic disorder marked especially by sadness, inactivity, difficulty in thinking and concentration, a significant increase or decrease in appetite, and time spent sleeping, feelings of dejection and hopelessness, and sometimes suicidal tendencies. And hooey, there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, I feel like, should we just talk about that now? Okay, let's talk about that now. That's fine. Um, okay, so I mean, I guess I'll just quickly go through each of those. If, if you need a little bit more context, uh, it's psychoneurotic or psychotic. So this is, this is a brain stuff. That's the best thing I can tell you there. Um, sadness. I think we all know what sadness is inactivity. You don't want to move. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to do anything. That's essentially like you just feel like nothing. Just doing nothing. Um, which is why I think often this comes with uh, that last section, sometimes suicidal tendencies. Uh, you know, I can speak from experience. It's just a lot of thoughts of what's the point? Why? Why anything? 
I don't even need to be depressed to think about those things. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of, uh, well, you know, that's uh, we're all going to die anyway. Oh, I feel like I shouldn't talk about this too much. Um, okay, there's also difficulty in thinking and concentration. Yeah, you're it's it's hard to concentrate. You you're in such a state of just dark cloud and feeling of worthlessness and everything, and it's hard to think of anything else. So your brain just it's so focused on this thing. Uh, significant increase or decrease in appetite and sleep. So either lots of sleep or not a lot of sleep. Uh, I think often it probably comes with lots of sleep because, again, there's that inactivity. You just want to lay in bed and do nothing all the time. Um, and then uh, appetite, eating a lot or not eating a lot. I would assume that increase in appetite is probably more common than decrease in appetite um, because... I know just if I'm bored, I just, you want to go eat. I don't think I'm alone in thinking that. Um, but then if you've got this depression on top of that, then, you know, you may not want to get off the couch, but if you're looking for something to do, you feel like you should do something, eating is usually the first thing that people go to. You know, I, it's uh, try try not to eat too much or too little. I'm trying to, you know, sometimes you just eat something if you're bored. And maybe that's not the best thing. Eat when you're hungry. Drink when you're thirsty. Feelings of dejection and hopelessness. Yeah, this just comes from all that a thought of what's the point and I'm not worthy. And, you know, this is a great place to uh, to plug, you know, a suicide helpline, uh, any sort of mental health thing. Um, if you have these thoughts, you know, maybe you can get maybe you can take some pills. Maybe you can go to therapy. All those things are very, very helpful and uh, uh, especially if this is a thing that comes comes often for you, then then that's probably a sign that um, medication, therapy, all those things uh, are going to help, I think. So well, I'm going to definitely have to put some links to those things in the show notes. And uh, I, I think that most people get depression to some degree. Most people are probably a pretty low degree. It's like, oh, it's a day or it's a couple of days or even a half a day. Uh, or an hour it comes and goes, you know, I, I feel like sometimes you get a roller coaster of emotions just within a day, depending on what's happening. But then there are other people who are, you know, clinically depressed, and they could have these bouts for days, weeks, months, possibly years. And um, I think, personally, I think that uh, some form of therapy is probably the best thing to do. I feel like working on the actual reasons, the, the underlying issues of why something like this might be happening, I think those are the best things to work at other than going to, say, just medication. Now, I don't know if there's any doctors out there who are prescribing just medication. They're probably prescribing it with therapy. Um, but yeah, I, you know, you got to do at least therapy, possibly both. Um, you know, it, and this is, this is a chemical brain thing. I think this was a thing that I didn't even understand until I got older, that it's not a thing of like, oh, just be happy. It's not that easy. You know, there, there are chemical changes going on in your brain and therefore your body. And, uh, it's, it's, it just sucks. It just sucks. Uh, I, you know, I've had a couple of rough days, uh, just at work, but 
um, it's nothing compared to the level of depression that I have personally experienced in my past. Um, I was probably, you know, just going through some stuff or had to get my mind around things. And I feel like I'm I'm in a much better mental place. I didn't do therapy, but I feel like maybe I did my own personal therapy and just really thought about, you know, what's going on with me in the world and all those things. And I have a friend right now who is going through a maybe like the third depression bout that he's had in the last year. Uh, you know, that's that's a lot. And he is actively working on it. He's going through therapy and I think taking medication. So I'm really happy for that. But, you know, that's a thing that some people might just have to deal with often. And uh, you just got to work on it. You just got to work on it. You got you got to do the things because because I I firmly believe that we all have worth and purposes and uh to to see to see people take their lives because of those things is just heartbreaking. Uh, right off the top of my head, I can think of a, a, a somebody I knew maybe five or ten years ago who I think they were they were having some some issues and uh, they ended up taking their life and uh, that that just felt so unnecessary to the rest of us. And I know that that's not how they felt, but, um, you know, we, it's so often that other people see the worth in you and it's so hard to see it in yourself. I think it is time to move. Did I say this is a scary episode, super scary for Halloween. I think it is time to move on. I hope that I have covered that as much as my brain can and, uh, I, you know, there's just a lot of stuff to talk about that. There's always more. 2C1. A reduction in activity, amount, quality, or force is a depression. I hope that you are not now depressed from all this stuff. I hope that maybe it had the opposite effect. But, you know, if you want to talk, email me. 2C2, a lowering of vitality or functional activity. 3, a depressed place or part, and the synonym is hollow, like the hollow part of a tree. It's been depressed. It's indented into the tree, the bark, the wood. How did it happen? Maybe there's a little nest of squirrels. If you're going through some depression, I think you need to think of a nest of squirrels with baby squirrels in it. And that will make you happy. Four. It is the 1B definition for the word low. And five. A period of low general economic activity. Economic activity marked especially by rising levels of unemployment. We have seen this even in our lifetime just, uh, well, you know, depending on your age, 15 years ago, 14, 14 years ago, we had a quite a depression, then especially in the housing market. And then, of course, there's the famous one from 1929. And uh, I wonder, maybe if I have a moment, I'll do a little research. I wonder how that one compared to what we have experienced more recently. Uh, you know, we, we see all these images from 1929 depression of 
rich people in their clothes, homeless and on the streets with no money and can't afford food. Um, I, I don't know if it's that there's some some level of romanticizing these black and white photos or something. But, you know, I wonder, was that from like a percentage stock level point, was that worse, way worse than what we've lived through recently or not as bad? I don't know. I have no concept of like how much money was lost or I don't know. And then, of course, that that whole thing brings up the stocks and how how roller coastery and wishy washy that whole system is makes no sense. Okay, we have to move on to the next word. Depression glass. Two words. Um, the, the, The capital D. The D is capitalized in the first word. Two words, noun, from 1971. Tinted glassware machine produced during the 1930s. Oh, what does the 1930s remind you of? Yes, the Great Depression that uh, says it was from 1929 to about 1939. So an entire decade was considered the Depression, where people just had no money, it feels like. Uh, Some people probably did fairly well, but... um, So yeah, they made this glass specifically during that time period, so there must have been some reason, something that's different about this glass. They probably had to do a different process or use different ingredients to make this glass. I don't know if ingredients is the right word there. Um, So maybe I'll put in a link in the show notes so you can also read up on why is it depression glass. It can't just be, well, it says it's tinted. So maybe they couldn't make it perfectly clear. What's perfectly clear is that we're going to move on to the next word. <laughs> I think I kind of like that sound effect. The next word is depressive or depressive. First form, adjective from 1620. Number one, tending to depress. That could be physically or emotionally. Number two, of relating to, marked by, or affected by psychological depression, as in depressive symptoms, also as in a depressive patient, also hopefully not in a depressive podcast episode. Oh, I could make this much more depressing if I wanted to. Depressively is an adverb. (laughs) The second form of depressive, noun from 1937, if those creepy laughs sound fake it might be because maybe i put some sort of effect on them to make it more more uh more effective this second form for depressive one who is affected with or prone to psychological depression you yes you can call well we kind of had that in the last word even though it was an adjective a depressive patient, that's a patient who was described as being depressive, or you could just call the patient a depressive. That's just, that's the noun. Feels, feels mean to call a person a depressive. I mean, maybe it's technically right, they're affected with depression or prone to depression, they're depressive, but it just makes them sound, that's, I don't know, I I wouldn't want to call somebody a depressive. (laughs) <laughs> the next word is depressor, 
with an O-R at the end. Noun from 1611. One that depresses. As A, a muscle that draws down a part. And you can compare this to levator or levator. Not sure how exactly to pronounce that one. That's a funny word, levator. But so these are the muscles. So some of the muscles, um, you know, they go, there's two sets of them usually because they make the thing move in two different directions. And some of them make the muscle, make that 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 arm, that whatever it is, uh, they make it uh, move down, draws down. And then the levator, levator, uh, it, it does the opposite. It raises it up, raises it up. So uh, I, I maybe maybe we'll put a link or we will post a social media thing that talks about specifically which muscles or what are examples of these depressor muscles because i can't really think of any off the top of my head b so this is all still under one that depresses b a device for pressing down or aside just just move it over there down no oh just over a side there c a nerve or nerve fiber that decreases the activity or the tone of the organ or the part it innervates. So the nerve or the nerve fiber, it's uh, decreasing the activity or the whatever to an organ or or to the part. The nerve also, de- it's decreasing the activity uh, to the part that the organ is, is working with, is deals with, it innervates, or the nerve is innervating. And it's it's a it's a depressor nerve again. I don't, I'm not familiar with these kinds of nerves. They slow down. They, they decrease the activity. Why can't a regular nerve do that? Next word. <laughs> Depressurize. Transitive verb from 1944 to release pressure from, and depressurization is a noun. So why did this, why was this invented in 1944? That feels like it should be a World War II thing, maybe with a submarine, but I feel like submarines were probably invented before that, probably much before that. But also planes, you got to pressurize planes, but there were planes before 1944 a little bit, but maybe they didn't go high enough where they had to be pressurized. So yeah, maybe, maybe it was a military planes they, uh, they're like, ooh, if we pressurize this thing, we can go higher. We can fly higher. We can fly higher. I don't know why that sounds like a song. It should be a song. Um, and so that that's probably that. And maybe uh, submarines, maybe if they wanted to go lower, they could pressurize them. Can you imagine the engineering, the smarty fucking people who could figure out how to do this? It's so beyond my level of comprehension of life in the world. <laughs> The next word is deprivation or deprivation. Noun from the 15th century. One, the state of being deprived. And the synonym? Is this a synonym? Privation. So it's the same word without the D-E. Again, why are we seeing this? Privation and deprivation are the same thing. Being deprived? Hmm, I wonder if the word privation says the synonym deprivation. Uh, That is so strange. Again, we have seen that a lot. Especially the state of being deprived, especially removal from an office, 
dignity, or benefice. Oh, you're being deprived of your office. What? Why? Number two, an act or instance of depriving. The synonym is loss. A deprivation is a loss. We have, if you lose, if you lose your sports game, you have been deprived of the great feelings. Oh, maybe you are, uh, maybe you are in a depression if you lose your game. That could happen. Deprive is the next word. This is a transitive verb from the 14th century. Number one is obsolete, and the synonym is remote. Remote? What sort of... Oh, no, 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 no. It says remove. Okay, I really do need new glasses. Uh, Luckily, I just bought some, but I need to get an eye test and then get new lenses. But I found the frames that I've been wanting for years. I couldn't find ones that are good. So remove is a synonym of deprive, but it is obsolete. Yeah, if you're removing something from your life, you are depriving yourself of it. That makes sense. Two, to take something away from, as in deprived him of his professorship. That's a quote from J.M. Phelan with a PH. Deprived him of his professorship. Professorship, professorship. Wonder why, wonder why he has to be deprived of his professorship. He maybe probably did something wrong. I don't know why else you'd deprive somebody of their professorship. Number three, to remove from office. Four, to withhold something from, as in deprived a citizen of her rights. Oh, I don't like that at all. No, I don't. I do. You got some rights. You should not be deprived of them. This is from the Latin de deprivare, de plus privare, have to be correct here. That means to deprive. So does privare mean to deprive or does de privare mean to deprive? Or is it both? I don't know because I just recently, I just posted this episode, I think. There was an etymology where it was d. D, uh, oh God, where was it? Depopulate, depopulate, this one. Um, It says that the populari verb means to ravage, but when I looked it up online, it said that the verb is actually de populari. I don't understand why the book didn't say de populari means to ravage, and then it is from de plus populari, which actually means to populate. The book, I feel like, has gotten it wrong here. And maybe it's just my misinterpretation of where you're putting the English definition, but I'm pretty sure I've seen it in the other place before. Apologies for this rant, but, um, you know, I want to give you correct information, and if I'm saying something wrong, it's, it's just because I'm reading it. Um, so, that was all stemmed from deprive, deprivare, priware, means to deprive, And there's just more at the word private. It's private. (laughs) Deprived. With a D at the end, it is an adjective from circa 1552, marked by deprivation, especially of the necessities of life or of healthful environmental influences. As in, culturally deprived children. These children, we gotta, we can't deprive them of culture. 
what are they being left in a closet and don't get to socialize uh they're de- being deprived of the necessities of life you, yeah you don't, we need the necessities of life you need that social interaction and the culture and the seeing learning about the world not a big fan of things that are deprived um or when things are deprived the next word oh we're almost at the end deprogram deprogram transitive verb from 1973 there is one i'm trying to figure out where this example starts okay there is it starts there one good good decent length definition to dissuade or try to dissuade from strongly held convictions as religious beliefs or in a firmly established or innate behavior so without the parentheses it says to dissuade i'm just going to simplify this to dissuade from strongly held convictions or a firmly established or innate behavior so it's a behavior or a, a conviction a thing that you believe in and oh yeah deprogram this this is a thing i just don't know if this is even possible uh maybe for certain people i don't know so religious beliefs uh, a lot of people say maybe one could argue that people who are quite religious are uh you know programmed indoctrinated brainwashed there's many other words that one could use uh, going along a whole spectrum but uh some people believe that and uh you know maybe if you get to a lot of people have gotten to a point where they realize that's not for them and they maybe consciously deprogram or somehow figure out a way to deprogram all the things that they were told to believe which may or may not be true you got to think for yourself i think um and so that deprogram and then innate behaviors you know this is this is like you know nail biting is one of the first ones you think of um if it's a thing that is maybe harming you or harming somebody else or just maybe not doesn't make you feel great for whatever reason you know maybe it's time to deprogram that thing from your life and yeah there's a whole whole big range of things that that could be things that you may want to deprogram from your life there is an example here the necessity of countering propaganda and deprogramming the indoctrinated they have been indoctrinated but maybe we need to deprogram there's a deprogramming happening that is a quote from tony Cade Bambara Bambara deprogrammer that is a noun we have one more word for this episode it's a short a little abbreviation hello little abbreviation <laughs> d-e-p-t it just stands for department i i write this a lot um Okay, I think it's time to reread the words real quick. We had depressing, depression, depression glass, depressive, depressive, depressor, depressurize, deprivation, deprive, deprived, deprogram, and dep 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 dep. Well, I think I just have to pick depression as the word of the episode because it's just the super big topic that you know, I think we're a lot better as a society talking about it than we used to be by far. But, you know, I think we need to just normalize it more. 
And we yeah, we're doing a good job. Just need to do better. If you got it, talk about it. Don't it's just mental health things in general. Don't uh, try not to feel embarrassed because I think virtually everybody has something. Everybody's fucked up. So let's all party. So depression. Oh, I'm, there's probably songs that have depression in the title, in the song somewhere. Um, but I can't think of any. Depression, depression. Let's all have some fun with depression, depression. Eh, wasn't too bad. Wasn't too de- de- depressing, depressing. Hey, let's end this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Bye. <laughs>